to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside. I guess you don't need me to train you anymore. Does this mean you're going to leave to defeat Cerberus? Do you want to come? I'd love to. I think my people need me more right now. But you're going to make an amazing queen. And Olympus will be lucky to have a hero like you. from Storybrooke. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie DeSimone. And this is Bizarro Storybrooke. And we have our reasons, but we don't have to share them with you. We also talk about ABC's hit (laughs) series Once Upon a Time. How are you doing tonight, Anne-Marie? I'm a cluster. You're a cluster? (laughs) Yeah. I've gone through Mm -hmm. three pairs of headphones. These half work and the coffee has not kicked in. We were already running short on time and we had about uh, 10 to 12 minutes of technical difficulties, but it's okay. We got this. This is what happens when you deal with the underworld baby you got you got to just roll with it I, I i don't know my flashing sunglasses are kind of uh <laughs> throwing throwing my my vibe off but you know yes. what's going to bring my vibe right back into sync what we have a guest tonight <gasps> we do have a guest not Yay! only not only are we recording on a brand new night wednesday night 8 30 p.m est with all of our chatters i see amy p and hope and bobby and uh, our angel. guest actually in an angel of course and mm-hmm. chan serve uh, the most oh, important, serve. the most important bot of all. You're going to give people a seizure, by the way. Oh, that's fine. Monica, that's fine. I think, will be back. She just quit by accident. I think. Excellent, excellent. Uh, so we'll have Monica too, but we also have a guest on the show to talk with us tonight. It's our good friend who's never been on the show before, but we've actually, I've actually met twice. You've met once. Uh-huh. Eric Hansen. Yay! At Dark Fury MN on Twitter. How you doing tonight, Eric? I'm pretty good. I'm here in Annandale. An- Arendale, that's where it is. Uh, <laughs> and Elsa's got whipped up a little bit of a of a thing here in Minnesota, but oh. we're making it through. Oh uh, yeah, you, you have a little bit of the the, uh, the frost magic working up there, I guess. Exactly, exactly. Okay. I wish I was in Florida, but uh, mm-hmm. no, we got a little bit of frost magic happening. No snow, but you know. We were having 70 degrees earlier this week, and now we're mm. kind of in the 30s. So oh, so I shouldn't say that it was 89 degrees and sunny here today? <laughs> well, if you know, if it was 89 degrees, sunny, and you did one of your trips to Disney that you post, That's true. then I'd be super bitter. I'm just a little bitter now. Okay. Yeah, see, I was about to say I didn't know you could exist in the snow because I ran into you in California during RegalCon last year. <laughs> And then we ran into you at Disney, at Hollywood Studios in Disney, yeah. uh, in Florida. So yeah, a couple, a couple of months ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah both lands of no snow. But uh, you, you do some of the Disney runs and stuff, don't you? I do. I love those Disney runs. That's mm-hmm. where I get to meet, you know, Snow and my and my favorite, the Evil Queen. I stalk that girl <laughs> no matter where I go. I love it. <laughs> Excellent. Hey, how long have you been doing those? Um, about three, three, four years now. Mm-hmm. Nice. What is the most un-Disney thing you've ever seen on a Disney run? <laughs> most un-Disney thing I've ever seen on a Disney run. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I think they do one called the Avengers um, Half Marathon, and I think it's when they dress up as DC characters, like Superman and Wonder Woman and that for a Marvel-oriented event. See, I I figured they would, like, literally drag you out of the park if you dressed as another company's characters, like, you know, (laughs) drag you out kicking and screaming. (laughs) There's got to be fine print on those waivers somewhere that mm-hmm. says you will not dress as any other character. No <laughs> Warner Brothers characters allowed. Unless it's a crossover, in which case everything's fair game. But there's no exactly. crossovers anymore. DC Marvel they was can't do that. 20 years ago, and they're not going back. They're not going back. Right. They're not going right. back. <laughs> okay, Amory, well, we are here. We are here. Uh, believe it or not, to talk about Once Upon a Time. What? So why don't you get us started with our rhyming episode summary, and we'll get right into it. All right. Snow White stumbles on an old friend's grave. She's endeared to him for advice that he gave. Say it. Cerebus. Cerebus killed him. (laughs) Soon he'll kill Hook. Cruella wants Henry to rewrite the book. Mary Margaret is tired of being so boring. She finds Hercules, who she's bent on restoring. With her help, he and Meg will ascend up above if they can complete her labor of love. Uh-huh, a labor of love. Uh-huh. <laughs> Emery, what'd you think? Huh? Labor of love. Well, it was better than Souls of the Departed. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it didn't take much. Souls of the Departed felt like... Uh, they the took book our re- souls and they departed. The book report you write in the couple minutes before uh, Morning Bell in high school. <laughs> and this felt more like the, the final the final report for the, for the semester or something. Like, it, it felt a bit better. Yeah. A bit better. Somebody edited a little more. <laughs> Eric, Eric, what did you think of uh, Labor of Love, just in general? In general, I... I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed it. But I've got lots of things to talk about as we go on. Yay. Excellent. Excellent. That's what I like because we're here to talk about we're it. We're here so to talk. Can you, you please make them stop blinking? Okay. Hold on. Wait a second. He's killing me, guys. He's wait killing me. Okay. Okay. They're blinking slower. Let me know if he takes it's the glasses off. It's a progression. Right now they're blinking slower. No, you need to like put them on steady. You're you're causing issues for people. Uh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. They'll be fine. Oh, okay. They'll be fine. All right. Fine. Hercules. Hercules showed up this episode. Hercules. Hercules. Hercules, if, 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 you, if you know the Nutty <laughs> Professor. But I, I, I really enjoyed uh, – th- this is probably my favorite uh, adaptation once is done in quite a while. Yeah. Because uh, it, it, it feel, felt the most oncey uh, of adaptations uh, out of you know Merida or Frozen or any of the other stuff. You mean the ones where they copy and paste it from the movie? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. It, ha- it, it ha- even had the once twist. Uh, you know, he, he's ki- – in this version of the story, he's killed in the middle of the Disney movie story, you know, uh, right around the his right before his last battle and everything. So he's kind of no, no, I can't. You're giving them seizures. Um, I, that's fine. I, I can pay for medical bills, like Hope says in the chat room. When people go into seizures, it'll be fine. But <laughs> you, you know, he, he's he's a he's a hero interrupted in this version, which is enough of a once twist for me. And he he also I felt he comes into our characters' lives naturally. He's he's a wandering hero, going about doing his twelve labors or whatever, and he happens to wander across a young snow. Makes total sense. Although him operating in the what would that be like the nineteen forties or whatever it is in our timeline with the Enchanted Storybook uh, forest timeline or whatever. Oh, I've given up I, on timelines. It's impossible to calculate. It's impossible. Uh, I am actually glad. Anne Marie, that you said that you've given up on time. I've given up. I was like, 
Greek mythology, <laughs> Snow White. Yeah, I just. But so I'm so glad you just put it out there because I completely agree. I'm done. All yeah, I need to know is who comes first. I don't know how long it lasts. They keep talking about the 28 years and 28 years. I'm like, now, now. To you, it was a day. Mm-hmm. You were in right. Groundhog Day here, guys. There has it's, been it's biblical that way, you know. One day yep. could be a thousand years. Yep, mm-hmm. a day, who knows? Exactly. It, it's literally there's literally been 28 years of backstory flashbacks on screen. <laughs> you know, <laughs> not counting everything else that's happened in the show. Uh, and yet they continue to figure out ways to have more flashbacks. I know. I know. I actually <laughs> yes. have a point about that later. Uh, but uh, one thing I thought was kind of interesting with Hercules' story, like I said, I really enjoyed it overall. It didn't feel too much like the movie, but it just had just enough of the movie to make people happy, I think. Mm-hmm. But the thing I thought was most interesting was that at the end of the story, when him and Meg go off to their happy place Mm -hmm. uh it ends up being mount olympus which i thought was it because you know obviously henry old henry Henry senior yeah henry senior didn't go off to mount olympus we don't know that what's that we don't know that i I mean mean, we can assume that because it would make no sense yeah i guess they didn't show that necessarily on camera they just showed like a a white light or whatever go to the light henry but but i I, I kind of wonder if it's going to be specific for every person, like uh, based on their beliefs or, you know, anything like that. I wonder if every time someone walks up that CGI rock ramp, you know, if, if uh, it's going to be a different uh, destination. What do you think, Eric? You know, that's really interesting because that makes me think about like what would some of the characters that we've seen, what would their destinations be? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, the sheriff from season one what would his destination be you know who knows Any, and we're not going to see the sheriff that's that's upsetting to me because you know mm-hmm. i think he's kind of cute so yeah. let's bring the sheriff back but um you know for other people that died it will be interesting to see what their white light turns out to be and if they don't get the white light mm-hmm. that's the thing that i'm interested in is where what happens on the other side of things if they don't go to the white light? Where, where's Flames. the worst place yeah, exactly. Yeah, like uh, Hoops nine hundred in the chat room says uh, he went. Uh, he says to me he went to a better place. Doubt it was Olympus. No, he. I think he specifically said it was Olympus. He said it was Olympus in this episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, but well, I mean, it would be his better place because that was the end of his, his prophecy. His particular thing. journey. Yeah. Um. So and Hoops, just, Hoops just answered it for me. Uh, the sheriff went to the forest. Mm-hmm. That's true. Go. Probably because wasn't he a dog or a wolf? Something like that. He was like, yeah. yeah, he's a wolf at some point. He definitely went far away from being controlled by Regina. Yes. That's the most important So place. was Neil's happy place the carnival? Well, who, <laughs> whose happy well, place isn't the carnival? Uh, I was just thinking about that. Like, I, I was going to ask you guys if your happy place would be like Disneyland or Disney World, you know? I think it would be Disney World with no lines. Right? I, yeah. I think it would be the beach with a cabana boy, mm-hmm. personally. <laughs> oh, oh. I, you know, I, I like where Anne Marie's going with that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somebody bring me a tiki drink. <laughs> See what it, what if it what if it was Blizzard Beach and then you had the buses to Disney World? Oh, with no, no lines. lines. Oh well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Then I'm done. There done. You go. Sold. Somebody best, knocked me off. Best of all the worlds. <laughs> best of all the worlds. <laughs> okay. 
We're okay. So uh, you wanted to talk a little bit, bit, bit about uh, Mary Margaret's kind of weird. <sighs> Mary Margaret's midlife crisis, yeah. basically. So she finally decides, I'm going to be strong and brave, but I'm going to be Snow White again. Well, good. You were strong and brave for about seasons two and three. Mm-hmm. And then between baby Neil Frozen and Brave, you decided to be weak and useless again. Mm-hmm. Well, like, I, don't, I don't think it's so much she decided well, to be no, weak they and made useless. Her that way. I, I think it's more she needed some time off, so they kind of let her character take a backseat. Right. But... I don't know. I don't know. There's, but she's a pin, she's a pinnacle piece to the yeah. to the whole Storybrook community, you right? Know? And she's been this. I, I'm a, I'm with Anne Marie on this. She's been kind of in the back seat the whole time, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in at least the last season or two. And and you know, she's Ginny's got her own life, and right. pregnancy will do that to you. You know, yeah. where you're distracted and all, but she's got this. She's got this opportunity now that I want to see more of the Snow White. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it was a shame, though, that they in the dialogue anyway, they made it appear that, you know, in seasons two and three, especially that she wasn't that Snow White-esque person right. after, you know, the curse was broken and everything. Because, I mean, right after the curse was broken and she went to uh, Fairytale Land with Emma. Yeah, she was hardcore. The, the Neverland arc, both times she was totally hardcore. I mean, even like the Oz arc when she, yep. you know, tore her heart in half to save everybody. Thank you. Like. She cast a dark curse. Yeah. Snow White cur- cast a dark <laughs> curse, people. Like, that's brave. That's strong. And then uh, she had a baby. That ain't nothing. So I can get that she wanted time off, but they didn't have to write her so weak. Mm-hmm. Like, right, right. I, I'd have almost rather them put her in the hospital so she didn't have to go on the adventures mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Or something was wrong with baby Neil, who we finally remembered that we had this episode. <laughs> so I'm just hoping that this storyline sticks around since she's pregnant again. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they are putting her in better clothing than they did the first pregnancy. Yeah. You know, I'm so glad you said that, Anne-Marie. Because oh, God. I, yeah, that <laughs> that first pregnancy clothing on her was dreadful. It was and awful. It was awful. She, she looks, yeah, yeah, the, it's much better this year. It's so much better. And for her being such a fashion person as herself, right. it was painful. Because mm-hmm. she's just a little pixie all these oh, yeah. years, you know? <laughs> exactly. And then... She was kind of frumpy McFrump, oh, yeah. um, you know, in the first pregnancy on the show. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, you really can't can't judge it too much. I oh, mean, no. Like I, there are cute maternity clothes. Yeah. I'm sorry. They just oh. did not contract the right person. <laughs> if I could look semi-cute during three pregnancies, Ginny Goodwin could look good during You're a like, pregnancy. like, why did they spend all the money on the gowns and none of the money on the uh, – I, I the don't know. What do you call, call on maternity the pregnancy clothes? clothes. <laughs> I was going to say Moomoo's, but that's not right. Oh, that's not, right. not Moomoo's. So. Okay. Okay. Well, getting away from uh, Jennifer Goodwin's uh, costuming, <laughs> uh, Eric, you wanted to talk a little bit about her uh, dynamic with uh, Regina this episode, right? Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that I loved about this, first of all, I'm, I'm an evil regal through and through. Yes. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I really enjoyed was that scene that was in uh, the Bizarro um, snow charming apartment uh, where Regina just kind of took her to task and kind of was her cheerleader and, and got snow back in the game. You know, mm-hmm. she says to snow that piece about she spent years 
trying to knock her down and nothing could stop her. Right. You know, nothing could stop Snow. And then she said this piece about you defeated me in a way that wasn't possible. And that she was, you know, she continued to try and be friends with Regina uh, and not give up on her. And I thought that that was really powerful about how their whole relationship continues to grow and really deepen in a way that um, Regina has moved past this piece about I I got you've ruined my life, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm going to ruin yours. I'm going to do this curse. And they've got this deep connection now. And it was nice to see Regina pull snow back into the game. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. And I really like that uh, Regina seemed to respect her a lot for beating her in a way she never thought she would be beaten. She yeah. like she half expected Snow to like, you know, kill her. Yeah. Or, you know, right. at some point, capture her and prisoner, take away her magic, something or another. She never expected to end up being friends with her. And I, th- I and think really th- good friends. And I th- think that was what she was trying to get across was like, you did what I thought was impossible. Right. And, you know, I'm the evil queen. So if, if you could do that, you know, you what can, you you can you take do? out this three headed dog or whatever. No problem. Right. You know. you know, do you remember that scene with uh, Snow and Regina? Like, I can't remember what season it was, but Mary Snow is cleaning up this mess. That's uh, the it was one of the Cora episodes, okay. and they have this piece about you know that's kind of the first time that both of them start softening to each other. Um, and I thought it was a really nice carryover from that and they've they've done this really nice piece between them Mm -hmm. but but there's also the barbs you know regina's gotta be regina so she has that you know she goes into that place with emma at the apartment and is like you know it's a cold day in hell when i move in with the charmings (laughs) yes like there's there's still people they still have their differences but they're friends Mm -hmm. right like you know you you can't get rid of all the evil queen yeah it's not gonna happen no. So. Nor would you want to. No, no, because then right. who would shoot the fireballs at the town? Very true. Very true. <laughs> you gotta, them? you gotta have someone that can shoot the fireballs. Exactly. Yeah. Emma you, just poofs gray smoke. I, I mean, you gotta keep those those mobs with the torches in line somehow. Uh, I mean, you, you gotta walk them back a little bit. Just a little. Yeah, just a little fireball. Yeah, it might light a torch here or there. Hey, Amory, is there anything fun from the chat room? Going um, on? I hope so. Uh, I, I like that yeah. they're acknowledging they can talk about the past. Snow's still angry at Regina for the. Her separating her from Emma, but now they've reached a point where they can talk through that pain. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that was a great point that Hope made. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like there is that piece where Snow's still holding on to that. You, you've done this to all of us. Yeah. And we're moving past this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was in, that's a good point, Hope. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> okay, uh, so let's see here. Uh, okay, so we're, we're still we're still kind of focused on Snow, Regina, all that kind it of. It was th- kind of their th- their episode. It was a very uh, them centric episode for mm-hmm. sure. I wanted to talk a little bit about this flat this week's flashback. Okay, uh, because I. For the past several episodes, several meaning most of the season. Most of the past season, yeah. I've in even going back to last season and stuff, I've been complaining about the flashbacks because they all feel so packed in between stuff we've already seen before and like wedged in there between other plot points that we've we I, I felt like they were running low on periods of time to explore. To flashback to? Yeah. Yeah. And and this episode did not feel like that at all. This week's flashback did not feel like that at all. This time period when 
Regina and Snow were living in the castle. You know, everything seemed hunky-dory as far as Snow and her dad were concerned and everything. Right. Uh, it, it hasn't really been uh, given a lot of attention. Right. And, and so it was really nice to see, like, a, a nice little slice of life from this time period. Uh, and I, I feel like they could go back to this well a few more times before it felt picked over. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think there's definitely more stories there. Like, um, hi, why was uh, uh, Snow White in charge instead of Regina, who was mm-hmm. the queen? Like, why yeah. why are we going to the princess instead of the queen? Yeah. Like, was that something that Regina did to, you know, quote unquote, try and befriend her and be like, no, no, while your father's out of town, you do this. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if it was an all- a-, a fake olive branch or not, but <laughs> bitter in the butt. Well, I, I mean the fact that she was hiring the thieves and stuff. It was definitely some sort of setup, but right. But it still seemed weird that they would have been approaching her. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, honestly, in this this time in Regina's life, mm-hmm. her plans are a little shaky anyway. Like they they they're never quite as solid as the whole dark c- curse plan. Yeah, it took you know, a while to like, get there. Oh, I'm just going to do something weird to kind of like make someone's life slightly more difficult. <laughs> <laughs> Right. You know, uh, th- that's my impression of uh, Lana Puria, by the way. Lana Puria. <laughs> Lana Puria. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I really enjoyed this flashback. And uh, I also thought it was nice that they found found a, a, something new to say about Snow's character in yeah. the process and in, in this time of her life. Yeah. I, I In fact, it left me kind of wondering if Bailey Madison, who plays Young Snow, mm-hmm. Is going to come full circle at some point and start playing a DH Snow White uh, somewhere down the line. Like, say Jenny drops out of the show, which I have a theory on later. Uh, but uh, if, if uh, she drops out of the show or something, would, would they maybe like de-age the character and have Bailey Madison just step in? Because she looks almost like she looks amazing. She looks almost like Jennifer Goodwin circa Big Love. Yes. You know, uh, yes, the she big does. Love show. Yeah, that's interesting. That's if, an interesting If idea. they give her a bob, she does look like mm-hmm. that character. Would you guys be down with that? What about you, Eric? Yeah, I'd be down with it because, you know, she has done a really nice job of pulling in Jenny's mannerisms. Yes. Mm-hmm. And carrying herself a little bit how Jenny does snow. So mm-hmm. I could see where that that could work mm. in the right circumstance. But, you know, I, I'm an old soap opera fan. And so, like, when Fallon Carrington Colby went from Pamela Sue Martin to Emma Sams, I had a real problem because <laughs> mm-hmm. it went from American to English accent. But this oh, wow. one I could deal with. Mm-hmm. This I, one I could deal with. This it's- would definitely be gentler. And mm-hmm. I almost feel like since – can we please just be honest? There's only one more season left in the show. There's no way. Mm-hmm. If they get to a seventh season, I my head will explode. <laughs> like it would probably be for one-off bits here and there. Mm-hmm. So, Emery, I I I love this show, and yet I see next year as being the final year. I, I still don't know how they're having a next year. I'm just not <laughs> right? even gonna lie. Uh, right. Amy, Amy P in the chat room says if they have a once reboot, it, Bailey would be Snow. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, but honestly, if they do, if they do like a season seven, it's going to be basically House of Mouse, the show, like uh, the live <laughs> yes! action show. Yes. Be- no, House of Villains. House of Villains. House of Villains, because they're the good ones. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's just pull everybody from their villainous stage. Oh wait, we're doing that right now. Well, I mean, they have enough green screen footage of everybody that they could probably just create. <laughs> all- they could fire all the actors and just do it all CG. 
Like, but their budgets for CG are awful. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Okay, let's. Okay, you know what? Their speaking budget, of the villains, their their budget is not awful for Jin. Yes, Jin. <laughs> they have a huge Jin budget, and you wanted to talk a little bit about Jin, right? Cruella Deville. Cruella Deville. I'm so happy she's back. Mm-hmm. Like I know we knew she was coming back, but we didn't know if it was going to be a one-off thing. I don't think. Yeah. And it's obviously not. If nothing else, it's good because it's going to justify all her appearances at uh, fan conventions across the country. <laughs> right, right. Be- before it was like, oh, this person who – it's like uh, Gil McKenney like- uh, showing up oh. who, who was in like one episode. Uh, it's like, uh, yeah, you were on the show. Um, right. Once or – Twice. Thrice. <laughs> <laughs> so – I think she actually had such an important scene or two scenes or whatever. So the author's pen. Let's just mm-hmm. first of all go with I love that the author's storyline is back. And it is so nice to see a good story come back from the land of the forgotten. Mm-hmm. Because Absolutely. And, and it gives – and I love the idea of the pen being a living thing. Yes. Oh, definitely. I, I love the idea that, you know, uh, the sorcerer and his apprentice just kind of uh, used it for their own ends and it wasn't something of their creation, which right. we, we wasn't confirmed until this. We episode. had no idea. Yeah. It was – in a sense, it was captured within a pen, I guess, or mm-hmm. within a quill. So let's see. The pen is a magical living energy and when Henry snapped the quill, it came to the underworld because it obviously has unfinished business. That's creepy as all heck. Yeah. That's creepy. And also that, you know, so for so long it was writing the stories, but then the author was using it to manipulate. Mm -hmm. But then this being was letting it be manipulated. And so there's lots of weirdness with that. Mm -hmm. I've never thought of it that way. Now that you said that, Anne-Marie, that's that's really interesting to me. Yeah, it's it's weird because, you know, she says it's a living energy. So one can only assume that it has, in a sense, a mind of its own. Right. So is its mind inhabiting the author or is the author inhabiting its mind? Lots of weirdness. Yeah, definitely. And I just wonder where it originated from. Uh, you know? You know? Hey, look, there's another flashback I'm sure we'll mm-hmm. get. Like, I, I wonder, uh, I am I mean, I try and think of where it could have come from originally. Like, and I, I can only think of, like, some, like, uber-powerful, like, godlike being or something mm-hmm. Or like maybe I don't know, like the Brothers Grimm or something brothers, like that. Was it the Brothers? Grimm? Well, I mean, we had that Holy Holy Grail stuff, which was very the beginning of time. That's very true. Like too. somebody put the Grail there for mm. Merlin, which bring back Merlin. <laughs> uh, shouldn't he be in the underworld? His time was not over. Him and the Apprentice. Him and be, the Apprentice that they, they killed off screen. There, they should be sitting there in a Bizarro Granny's having a cup of coffee, having some tea. Um, but yeah, so. Do we think Henry is going to write Cruella and some of the others back into the real world? Because at this point, both Cruella and Pan have approached somebody who is currently alive mm-hmm. to take them back to the real world. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like uh, – and, and we'll get to this later. The, okay. the whole deal with Hook and the three gravestones yes. he was given to carve out. I feel like we're going to get three villains coming back into the land of the living and three heroes leaving the show. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it, time. We haven't killed off a main, main mm-hmm. character in quite a while. Yeah. And I don't want to dance too much on this topic because I do it is have, coming back. Yeah. I, I do have another big point on it. But yeah, I, I, I get that feeling. I just don't know who the third character is going to be. I don't think it's going to be the blind witch. 
Why would you kill? Because that's really the only other villain kind of character we've seen seen so far. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah, that's very true. It's it's the underworld, Mm -hmm. and well, it could be maybe James. Mm -hmm. That could be. But he wasn't really a villain. But he's smarmy enough to. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Try and weasel his way back in. Eric, who would you want it to be if it if there was a third uh, besides Pan and Cruella? Who who would be the third villain you would like to see return from the dead? Who would I want to see return? Um, who else did we kill? Hmm. She's alive. Well, let me think. Alive. Let me think. I'm trying to think of other options that we've got. That's the thing. I don't think we've mm-hmm. killed that many. We've just banished. Well, is Cora still on the table? Because I don't think she. No, I don't think Cora. I don't on the think table. she went all the way to hell or whatever no like, she's coming back this season yeah she you know so she, you know i i'm a big cora fan mm-hmm. um because mm-hmm. i i love i love uh the dynamic between barbara hershey and um uh, regina uh, but i with lana and i mm-hmm. i would like to see her come back i there's a story there now that she's the Miller's daughter again. Yeah. That, you know, I'd like to see older Barbara Hershey just be bitter about being the Miller's daughter and wanting to claw her way back to the top. Mm -hmm. Yes. And really the fact that she, you know, her dying words were, you would have been enough. And then the second she, Regina comes to the underworld, she wasn't enough. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's going to be more tension there again. Yeah, I would just like to say over in the chat room, Monica said, ooh. <laughs> and, uh, There's lots of oohs. <laughs> and uh, Hoop said uh, that James could definitely replace David. I think so, too. But I feel like if they were going to leave Charming in the underworld, that Josh Dallas would be moving on to... I don't know necessarily. We'll come back to that. We'll yeah. come back to that. We moving right along. Let's move but along. I would love to see. I would love to see Josh do David in storybook because I find. Or you Charming mean James? You mean James? James, thank yeah. you. Because I find um, David to be very one note, but mm-hmm. James could be very swarmy, mm-hmm. as you were saying. And I would love to see because there was some kind of like thrill on Snow's face last week when she kissed David. I mean, kissed. Uh, James. Yes. Mm-hmm. And and she was like, ooh, that's, in, you know. Yeah. She's like, that's different. Mm-hmm. That's different. Well, <laughs> she, that's different. She didn't say anything to Charming about no, it. No, she did it. And that bothered me. But yeah. that's going backwards. Speaking, speaking of Snow being a bit flirty, flirty. Uh, Eric, you wanted to talk a little bit about uh, her, her, her boy toy Hercules, right? Yeah. You know, so I found that just so as people in the chat have been saying and and the two of you have been saying tonight it's nice to see this other era of snow's life and mm-hmm. you know she, bailey turned on her flirt mm-hmm. you know she she had all kinds of googly eyes and checking you know there was the point there were a couple of points where she's checking her out and yes mm-hmm. i just found it, i found it sweet yeah. i found it really sweet and you know there was this First kiss. Now, what's interesting is, you know, if you go with classic Disney fairy tale, first kiss is love's true kiss, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, and here's a, and she was definitely attracted to Herc. Yeah. And yet yeah. she's able to have this goodbye, you know, this, yeah. this kiss and then go on to meet David, you know, and I would, you know, I would love to see the charming 
David, I mean, I'm sorry, Charming Hook, Herc, there we go, <laughs> and uh, Snow Love Triangle. Because, you know, you could see that there was this piece that Anne-Marie was talking about with, with Snow about, like, wanting that past life again, you know, mm-hmm. and, and going. And Herc comes forward, and, and she feels like, oh, I'm trapped in this mom, grandma body, you know. But she had a little flirty flirt with Herc when she saw him on the dock. Even, right. You know. Well, I, I thought it was interesting, you know, that uh, Mount Olympus, it, it's not like a final destination for those folks. That's a place where they can just like watch humanity and mess around with them and, you yeah. know, uh, y- you know, kind of intervene when necessary. So I, I don't think it, it him walking up that CGI ramp, mm-hmm. you know, necessarily pre- precludes him coming back into the story later on down the line this season. He's a sure. god. Well, and I and I have a point about that later. But, you know, oh, OK, Angel- yeah. Angel T just said, you know, was it me or did Hercules seem a bit disappointed when he found out that Snow grew up and had a kid? And And a grandkid. Yeah, and a grandkid. Like, there was this crestfallen, like, my first love and you're old now, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely really did like that whole dynamic, though. It felt it felt almost like that kind of a summer camp uh, kind yes. of a mm-hmm. kind of romance, kind of like that that one demigod summer I had back when I was a teenager. Yes. You know, yeah. Right. Right. When, right. when I made out with the demigod and all that stuff. So, right. so I I thought it was very very interesting, very sweet for it was sure. Fresh for sure. In, it was any, fresh as the kids say. Any other thoughts on this, Anne Marie? Before we move on. No. I'm good. No? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to get right back into the main discussion in just a minute. First off, uh, we didn't check our reviews today on nope. iTunes, but yeah. if you, you could, go over to iTunes, leave us a review. We'll yes, read please. it on the show when we remember. Uh, <laughs> but Next week. Next week. But if you want to help support the show, uh, we, 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 we have a way you can do that uh, through something called Patreon. Amory, why don't you tell them about it? And we also have a new page, which I just found out, so I'll oh, probably need that? to go in and redesign. Do you not read bit. the email? I, I, I kept seeing, you're going to get the new page, you're going to get the new page. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll deal with it when it comes. And it's come. It came so. yesterday. So we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash universe box. And this is a way for you to make a monthly donation starting at 10 cents. Like seriously, 10 cents, it's in your pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just helps us to, you know, beef up our content. Maybe buy somebody a new pair of headphones so that we <laughs> don't have to go through three pairs. Maybe I can have a stockpile of batteries. Maybe I can knock those nasty mm-hmm. glasses off of Bill's face. For a dollar. No, so. that's never happening. <laughs> but yeah, your Patreon money paid for these glasses. Not no, really. not really. They not were really. free. But um, yeah, it also it helps support all of our podcasts. Greetings from Storybook, Legends from Gotham, and We're So Lost. Legends of Gotham. What did I say? Legends from Gotham. Well, Close. Yeah. So, you know, any anything you could do to give us a help would mm-hmm. be greatly appreciated. And there's all sorts of different things. We owe them a hangout for yeah, February. Yeah. No, we we did February. Did we? Yeah. We, we need to oh, schedule Valentine's one for March where you can come and hang out with us in a Google Hangout and yep. just – Chat with us about whatever. You can whatever. hop on and chat. About yeah. whatevs. And what we currently have 30 patrons giving us $145 per month. We love each and every one of you. If if we had to choose between moving on to a happier place <laughs> or staying right in Bizarro Storybrook with you, we'd move on to the happy place, but we'd feel really, really bad we'd about it. We'd feel bad about it. Patreon.com slash Universe Box. If you want to help support us, uh, please go over there. Chip in 10 cents. And remember to think outside. Okay, Anne-Marie, 
You have a point here. What's okay, going on? Okay, so somehow we made it to the second half of the show without mentioning Hades and Hook, which is the entire reason that we are in the underworld. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't have really much to do, and we've kind of touched on it already. I love the quote-unquote twist that Hulk has to pick who dies. Mm-hmm. I love it. I think it's fantastic. I don't think it was very surprising, but there it is. Yeah. Like, who didn't kind of see that coming? I, I thought the bigger twist was that he's no longer Captain Hook. He's Captain Stump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Can we give him a mallet? A mallet? Can That'd we give him nice. a little mallet? A little, oh, little. just like the guy on, uh-huh. on but, Gotham. Yeah, yeah. I want to give him Gotham. a mallet. Do you watch Gotham, Eric? I do watch Gotham. <gasps> you, you should, uh, we should have you on Legends of Gotham sometime, too. That'd be fun. Side notes. Side notes. Moving right, right along. <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we do this. So here's my order as per request via Hope mm-hmm. of the order I think that Hook will toss people to Hades. Rumple, duh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robin, Regina, Charming, Snow, Henry, and Emma. Emma's the last. Obviously, the Emma's yeah. the last, and obviously what? we're not going to get there. You don't think Emma would be before Henry? He'd he'd like a no, or, no. Okay, no. Okay, he can't have that type of a relationship with Henry, but he can with Emma. I guess so. I guess so. Eric, uh, who do you think, in order, uh, Hook will pick? Like, I, what, what would your ranking be? Who would Hook pick? Um. You know, I would pick Robin first for him because there's no there's no real connection between the two of them. And he's not really doing anything on the show anyway. (laughs) And he removed it from his Twitter profile. (laughs) So I was thinking about this the other day about how you talk about angsty hook face. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sorry, angsty Robin face. Yeah, Robin Hood face. He had a lot of angsty Robin face this time, but he didn't do anything, you know. Mm-hmm. So I would I would hope that he, um, Hook would pick Robin first. Mm-hmm. Um, then you know I think I think it would be uh, probably Rumple and then Regina, mm-hmm. um, and then I think it's Charming Snow Henry Emma because you know the closer you get to Emma, the the harder it would be for Hook to do Leave something about that. Yeah. You know? So I think I think it would be at least Rumple before Regina because Regina and Emma have a connection. Mm-hmm. You know, the the more connection you have with Emma, I think it would be harder for Hook to do that too. Yeah, I can I can definitely see that. Yeah, uh, you, you know, and I, I I'm thinking along the same lines. I think I think it would be if it, you know because he does have three people to pick because there were three headstones. Yes, right? so far because so these far. people are hell bent on saving everyone. Yeah. So who knows? <laughs> hell bent. Uh, yes. Nice pun there. You like that. Uh, but I I, th- I think it would be. Yeah, the three R's. It would be Robin, Rumple, and Regina. Mm-hmm. All, all of them, uh, minus Robin, uh, have a dark past. And uh, Rumple definitely isn't Hook's bestie or anything. Like, uh, Hook has some serious beef with Rumple going back quite a while. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think in Hook's mind, Robin and Regina are probably expendable just because she was the evil queen at one point, yeah. uh, and he had kind of a negative thing with her anyway because he was working so closely with Cora. Right. And Robin isn't really is doing Robin. anything. Okay, and but my those are who I think is obviously mm-hmm. are going to be put on the gravestones. Who I think is actually going to be put on the gravestones. Those are the obvious choices. Yeah. I think the likely choices are going to be Robin again, yes. of course, and then Snow and Charming. 
I think I think Snow and Charming are destined never to return to Storybrooke. I think they'll sacrifice themselves to save someone else. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think in fact that both uh, Ginny and Josh Dallas will be leaving the show before the season's over. Do you think? Well, yeah, is I, it because of Bebe? It, it could be because of Bebe. It could just be because They're show's going a long time. It's going another year. I and uh, well, I, I I just say first of all the story reasons. First of all, uh, they've kind of set up Snow. Uh, you know, by suggesting her character hasn't been effective in a while, it gives her this great sort of uh, rise of Snow White arc uh, yeah. to kind of finish out her time on the show with. They, they've they set up in this episode uh, that the apartment sitting there waiting for them. Yeah. Why would it be? Why would they set that up? Why would it be sitting there waiting for them? Because it seems kind of weird otherwise, unless they were planning on leaving them. And that is the only place. That and we've I, seen. I don't say them like Hades. I mean them like the writers. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it feels very set up. And plus, you know, Jenny, uh, Josh, one, they have the baby coming. Two, Jenny is swimming in Zootopia money right now. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, she, I think she's probably ready to move on to greener pastures career-wise. Uh, I mean, she's been doing a lot of voiceover work and stuff like that. She did uh, – she was in the Tinkerbell movie. She was. She's been uh, in a couple of them. Yeah, she's been in a couple of the Tinkerbell movies. And now she's in Zootopia, like one of the biggest animated films of the past couple of years. Yeah. And I, I, I just feel like maybe I, while Once has been great for both of their careers, mm-hmm. I feel like maybe – it's time for them to move on, and I feel like this might be the method to get them there. Yeah, but I it, think definitely they're. You know, by the time this is all said and done, they're going to have a second kid. They'd like to probably be not having to go back and forth between California and Vancouver and California and Vancouver. Like mm-hmm. settle down a little bit so that these kids can just like yeah. grow. Oh, you know, Michael Lucero in the chat room brings up a really good point. What happens if Killian uh, decides to write Hades' name on one of those gravestones? Mm. I, I feel like Hades would be the one enacting the choice, though. So I think maybe the gravestones might be, like, symbolic. And then Hades goes and, yeah, okay, you're staying here after the fact. Because that yeah. was my impression of Hades. That Nothing was like awful. Hades. But it, it, what do you think of my theory, Eric, about uh, Snow and Charming leaving the sh- show after this season? So, you know... Um, I think it was Hope was saying that Emma and Hook have taken over as the main couple on the show over yeah. Charming and, and Snow White. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's true. But I think um, at the core is still this tension between Regina and Snow and yeah. Charming. Even though they're friends now, there's still – that's kind of how the show started. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so taking them out of the equation just – um, it makes me go, okay, so where, where does the motivation for Regina go there then, you know? Um, well, and especially if we're going to kill off Robin too, like Regina's just going to crumble. Mm-hmm. Right. She's right. just going to crumble. Maybe she needs written off the show too. And I'm not trying to cause like World War Three with <laughs> writing Regina off the show. Maybe all of this loss will spur Regina to become the evil queen again and have another redemption arc. Uh, that's, that's. <laughs> But, you know, that's the piece that, you know, we were talking about if it would go seven seasons. I don't see it going seven seasons. If it went five, like at the end of this year, and it was that snow arc that you were talking about, Bill, Mm -hmm. that would be a nice tie up, you know, finish this off, have everyone's happy endings, but making it go another year and without Ginny and Josh, that would be, that'd Mm -hmm. be interesting how they would 
pull that off. Yeah, they definitely have to veer into a completely different direction, I think. I th- I, th- I, th- I think they would have to almost reinvent the show if they left the show. But yeah. at the same time, I think it's kind of likely. Anne-Marie, you, you're making a lot of weird faces. I am making there. faces. Apparently, there was drama um, recently surrounding Sean McGuire. Oh, yeah. I, and I, I, don't I didn't we're... know anything about this. I, I I don't think we need to give too much voice to it. Let's um, not. Yeah. Uh, it just basically there there were some rumors. Accusations. Were... Or, yeah, and stuff. Yes. Stuff. But it, it's all cleared up now. No yeah. one's upset about it anymore. I guess not. Well, I guarantee. it seems like a bazillion fans are, mm-hmm. but. Yeah. You know what else nobody is upset about? What? Bizarro story, Brooke. Eric, Eric, you want to talk a little bit about this, right? Yeah. So, uh, you know, the thing that I like about Bizarro story, Brooke, it reminds me of reading my old comic books and how they used to call it Earth 2, right? Mm-hmm. So they would always describe Earth 2 as similar as our Earth, but different in many ways, you know? And that's what I enjoy about this this other storybook. I think it's interesting to see these, these villains come back. I think it's interesting that um, the mayor's office is used by Cora, and yet here Henry goes in knowing kind of where to look for some of Re- what Regina would have in her office kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting that they have these little, it's like Storybrooke, but different. And I'm enjoying that. I want to know and, why he picked it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, and that's the piece that I've been thinking about is like, what's Hades' motivation in all of this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we know that he's the lord of the underworld. Right. And I get that. But, you know, Regina made some comment in this last episode about why does why does the underworld look like Storybrooke? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, that's for me to know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and so there's what I what I'm losing in in these last two episodes is any hint about where Hades motivation is. And I think we may get some of that next week with Rumpel. Yeah. But um, that's the one piece about this alternative reality that I'm having a difficulty with. Otherwise, I'm loving it. Um, yeah. the, the pink, the pink hue of it mm-hmm. is, is getting a little much for my eyes. The red but... filter. Yeah. 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 For sure. I, you, you know what I think Hades motivation was? What? I, I think, I think the main motivation was, you know, he, he was sitting down to design the underworld mm-hmm. and he got a call from the brass at ABC and they were like, you spent way too much on Merida's costume last half season and on that really crappy, uh, castle for King Arthur. So you know what? Set it in Storybrooke. You don't get CGI fire. Well, maybe a little on your head. And you don't get, you know, you know, wailing and gnashing of teeth. You get Storybrooke. Deal with it. We'll give you a clock in the middle of town. You know, that's it. Boom. Done. Done. I I, th- I think that was it. Uh, but I, 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 you know what? I, I, branching off of that, and also, by the way, I completely appreciate the Earth 2 reference and the, the whole multiverse thing, Eric. I, I knew you would. Yeah. Yeah. I figured <laughs> that's why you threw it in there. We, we still need to talk comics sometime, man, because like, we've never really gotten the chance. Every time we get together, we're like, we need to talk comics, and then we never we do. do. We, we do. Every, t- every single time. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I thought it was odd how functional – this underworld seems to be, you know, Hercules has a job down on the docks yep. 
And, uh, you know, Granny's business is hopping whenever the heroes don't need Right. Well, that's even what Hades says. He's like, I've got a chill thing. Like, it's a smooth operation. Then y'all people come in Mm. and just mess it all up. Yeah. By the way, I I, I really, I I enjoyed the Blind Witch much more this week than I did last week. Because I'm still over her. I'm like, can we kill her off again? She seemed way too OTT last week, too over the top. But this week, I thought she seemed... She's the Blind Witch. She seemed a bit more like the Hansel and Gretel version we saw back in, what, season one. Okay. Uh, But, you know, I also kind of wonder if the Underworld has always been Storybrooke or or Storybrooke-like or if this is a recent development. I think if it was recent, Hercules would have told them. You think? Or or Henry Sr. Mm -hmm. Unless it's, you know, that recent. Well, you got to think, you know, if... You know, Hercules died right after he was hanging out with young Snow White. Mm-hmm. Then he might have got there right when it turned, right when it turned over into the Storybrooke mode. Mm-hmm. Because I, that was just, I, I mean, I don't know how long it takes between death and getting to the underworld. Yeah. Maybe it was a couple of years and maybe by then, you know, the curse well, had happened Well, it must not take too long between death and the underworld yeah. since uh, Hook died and the next morning they're on a boat to the underworld. Yeah, that's very true. And that's he's beaten true. up, bloodied, and they were taking mm-hmm. his hook. I, I I still think, though, that uh, Hades is a, a prime candidate for maybe the person who created the Dark Curse to begin with. Oh, maybe, absolutely. Maybe that's why the resemblance with Storybrooke, because mm-hmm. he, he, he's done it before, and he'll do it again. Yep. Okay, so you want to talk a little bit more about uh, snow, okay. in a, snow in a Bow? This just bothers me. So here we see Hercules teaching Snow White how to use a bow and arrow. I have this overwhelming feeling that we have actually heard who taught her to use a bow and an arrow in the past. Mm-hmm. I obviously can't find it because how do you search who taught Snow how to shoot an arrow? Yeah. But Anyone it wasn't Hercules. Room, if you know, let us know. And I don't know who it was to even try and like find that out. Mm-hmm. But it feels like a story we already heard. Yeah. Just not saw. Now, I don't want to take this story away. This story was lovely. Mm-hmm. But are we repeating and changing everything? Yeah, I, I almost feel like I – yeah, it, it, I, I almost feel like it was something that happened right when she went on the run or something yes, like that. That's what I thought. It was when she did leave and Angel says, didn't Robin teach her how to use the bow and arrow? I think we all just wanted that connection. Mm-hmm. I don't think that was actually there. It was Merida. <laughs> Uh, no, uh, and actually, you know, Hope in the chat room, and I, I'll, I'll defer to her because she's watched the show way more than we have. Uh-huh. Uh, she says, I don't think they ever taught Snow, uh, said who taught Snow the bow. Okay. So maybe it was Herc. Maybe it was. I, I think, I think Hope's right about that. I don't rem- I, and that piece, Anne Marie, uh-huh. I think for me, I wanted Robin to be the one that taught her. Yeah. But I don't think that that was actually a formal. Yeah, thing. I don't think that was a formal thing. But I could have sworn we got it somewhere. But I mean, mm. it's been four and a half seasons. Of- you know, I do have an issue with snow in the boat. Oh, okay, snow in the boat and, issues. And that's the fact that they call on screen. They had charming call her Bandit Snow. Yeah. Can we not? Uh, it's one thing to appreciate the fandom and go out there and be great with the fandom and interact with them on social media and conventions and this, that, and the other. But don't bring the fandom terminology into the show. Don't put it into the character's mouth because it just – to me, it feels a bit like pandering. Mm-hmm. And not not the good kind of Peter pandering or something, but wow. like literal <laughs> Wow. Wow, Peter pandering. <laughs> Peter pandering. That's, that's just awful. That's something. I'm not even going to – like that sauce awful. But, you know, I, just – I mean seriously, like if they're going to start calling out Bandit Snow, next thing you know, like next season if we kill off Robin and um, 
Snow and Charming, maybe we'll finally get our Swan Queen. Mm-hmm. Like, if they even go that far, like, <laughs> I can't. I just can't. <laughs> well, you know, there there would be a certain segment of the fandom would be a that would be very, segment, very happy. And I, but I don't then think, you're going to write off everyone else. Well, I was going to say, I don't think the other side of the fandom would be that upset by it, necessarily. I would just because of how they've played both of the characters. Mm-hmm. and I mean, I don't know. I don't think – and I don't want to get into a big Swan Queen thing I'm here. just saying. But I – But I, if they're going to go Bandit Snow, maybe they're going to go Swan Queen. I, I, I honestly – I don't think people's problem with Swan Queen is the idea of Swan Queen happening. It's the people who want Swan Queen to happen. Want nothing else to ever happen in the world. And the way they go about <laughs> and the way they go, they go about expressing that one can be very negative. It's violent and scary and yeah. makes me hide under my covers. <laughs> I'm sorry if any of you are like that. Let's get away from Swan Swan Queen. Let's get away from Swan Okay, let's just concentrate I'm on Swan. Sorry, I'm Swan, sorry. Eric, you Must want to talk we? a little bit about Emma, right? <laughs> So, you know, um, what I, what I miss is I miss, um, in your face, Emma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just, um, even, even in five a, when she was dark swan, I didn't feel like we had in your face, Emma, you know, mm-hmm. I miss the Emma that's going to go over to Regina's house with the, with the ax and start hacking on the tree. You know, mm-hmm. and it it just I want to see her back. You know, she's in she's in hell so that she can rescue Hook. Like, give me some of that Emma fire mm-hmm. against mm-hmm. Hades. Like, and and I think that that's been missing, and I would like to see that come back. You know, when she lost a lot of that fire was actually when she killed Cruella, like around that time period oh, in no, the show. So we're gonna play that up now. So I almost feel like maybe if. Corella's plan works out with Henry and everything. Maybe we'll we'll get a return to that Emma. Maybe maybe if we remove that that defect from her character. Oh, that's interesting because you is. know I'm I'm reading hope it, hope said Emma is a shell of herself and mm-hmm. hasn't been Emma since um, season four. Mm-hmm. You know, and that and that would that would link up with your idea there, Bill. But if we if we do something about the Cruella resolution, maybe we would get mm-hmm. Emma back. Yeah, and and then maybe you know we could get um for for season six or whatever. Maybe we can get like Emma victorious. You know, kind kind of a return of the savior sort of thing. You and know? that's that's the piece that's missing in this. Yeah, is mm-hmm. the return the, at some point to wrap up <laughs> all of the seasons. There needs to be the return of the savior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but who's she saving them from at that point? And 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 that's the question, right? Yeah, Mary, who, who would she? She who is she going to rescue at that point? I mm-hmm. mean, like I don't know. Who will save your soul? I don't know. Maybe season six will just be like Henry's story, lost in New York or something. <laughs> I. Uh... <laughs> It, it'll be Dunstan Based on checks past in. Set, set pictures that are out there right now. Dunstan checks in, but in to Storybrooke or something. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. Okay, okay. I had this complaint last half season, particularly with the Merida storyline, and it's a trend I'm <sighs> seeing continue this half season. Okay. Okay. So same thing happened both times. A young woman sets out to prove herself by fighting against warriors. Right. Yes. And uh, so she does one quick trick with an arrow, and all of the war- warriors just drop their weapons, defer to her, 
back up, walk away, and surrender. Okay. I wrote, I wrote that in my notes as I was rewatching it today. I'm like, young Snow White against all of them. Mm-hmm. And, and I just felt like I, I appreciated that she had some guts to go against all of the all of the bandits but mm-hmm. i'm like yeah she she wasn't going to be able to get all of them she no. they they would pounce on her yeah yeah, and to be fair, like, uh, my problem isn't so much that she went up against the, like, I, 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 I respect for the bravery, for yes. sure. Oh, for absolutely. Sh- absolutely. Mm-hmm. My problem is that, you know, in the creators of Once are very, uh, big about this in the press and stuff. They want this, sh- they think this show is about strong female characters. It's not. But the thing is, the way they make these female characters seem strong, they they don't seem strong. What they do is they weaken the world around these characters and make the world bend over to these characters to make them appear strong instead of elevating the characters to make them appear strong. Instead of making, showing them being strong, instead of, instead of showing Merida or Snow win a battle against these warriors because they're such, uh, not bad A's, something else, uh, you know, such great warriors with their bow and arrow and their cunning and all this stuff. They just weaken the world around them Mm -hmm. to lift them up instead of lifting them up in spite of the world around them. Or even in, they never let them lose either. Cause a lot of times by letting a character lose when they eventually do win, they seem all the stronger for it. Yeah. Which we got in this episode. mm -hmm. Yeah. They had to lose to know how to win. Exactly, exactly. But a lot of times they don't do that. And I, I, I feel like a lot of the creators give a lot of lip surface, surface, uh, surface, uh, lip surface and service uh, to strong women while actually making the female characters feel weaker. And I, I just feel like if you want to be the strong women show, portray the women as strong. Don't portray the world as weak around because that just it, it makes them it, it makes it feel almost I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a woman or anything, but it almost <laughs> makes it feel insulting that. Oh, women have to be protected because yeah. they are weaker. And so we just have to, you know, make everything. Women and Henry. Yeah, we have to make everything women around them feel weaker, be, so they so they yeah. can feel stronger, so they can feel special. But they're not actually special. But don't tell them, you know. So I'm just saying, you know, if if you're gonna walk the walk or talk the talk, walk the walk. Mm-hmm. Once creators, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I'm, I'm gonna step off my soap, soapbox now. Bloop, bloop. Okay, you wanted to talk about Robin Hood a little bit, right? What the heck did he even do in this episode? Uh, he hung out in the hallway. Like, yeah. he basically escorted Henry to and from the office that he thought was mm-hmm. too dangerous of a mission for Henry, who's like 17 at this point. And um, that was it. Like, how long was Henry in the vent? Because... Mm-hmm. You know, he went he went in and had like a conversation with Corolla that I'm sure went on farther than what we saw and had to come back and Robin's like, Hey Henry, you okay in there? And he's like, Oh, I hit a dead end. Like, how long were you sitting at the dead end? Here's my impression of Robin Hood after Henry came out of the Do it. Hey Henry, did you find anything in there? That's a very long passageway you went through, Henry. <laughs> exactly. Like I love the Robin Hood character, but mm. I mean, you're killing me, guys. You're killing me, Smalls. You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> killing me. 
Excellent. So uh, you wanted to wrap up uh, just a little bit about uh, the, the approach to Hercules this episode, right, Eric? Yeah. So, you know, Anne-Marie was saying, you know, they're killing you. Well, you know what's killing me? folks is the one and dones. So we have these great characters like Hercules and it would not, they don't have to have like a whole season like Elsa and Anna, but they could have a three, a a three episode arc or, you know, or something that ties them through the half season. Um, And I'm hoping that we'll see Hercules come back, but with Meg, or, or and I forget her, her character name on in Disney. It's it's Megara. bigger than Megara. Like we didn't even know who she was. We all knew because we know the movie, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they don't say anything about her being Megara until the end. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. then and and so you've got these one undones where you know I want Herc and Megara to have their happy ending, um, and yet I want to see them back. You know, we've had. When they had the Rapunzel story, oh. it was kind of a, of a one and done. They had these one. That and was done such that, a letdown. The mm-hmm. Rapunzel could have done so much. And and the way that they have that character in the movie of Tangled, right? If they're mm-hmm. going to throw things, you know, uh, with the Disney line, well, they they could make a, a nice little story arc with her because in the movie of Tangled, you know. She's hitting people on the head. Yep. You know, she's adventurous and mm-hmm. caring at the same time. And, and they're just missing something with these one and dones. Um, they don't need a full season of anything like mm-hmm. Elsa and Anna, but give us <laughs> periods throughout a season where we're yeah. touch pointing these folks so that we get more of fuller stories. Mm-hmm. So I just hope that we see Hercules and Meg back. I think we will. I think at least Hercules we can get back because he's a god. Mm-hmm. Right. Because he's a god, they have that opening. Gods yeah. can do whatever the heck they want. Come and go. Be here and there. Be six places at once for all we care. Yeah, I mean, if if there's any character who could show up in the season finale and be a deus ex machina, yeah. uh, you know, it, it's a god. Right. <laughs> so. Sure. sure. Yep. And yep. now that we're, you know, fully admitting and embracing the god universe, like... Mm-hmm. I'd see That's that show. That's a whole other door. That's a yeah. whole other. It's a whole other door in the hat. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I agree that uh, on one hand it was kind of it was refreshing to have it all be wrapped up in one thing. On the other hand, it left me wanting more. It definitely left me wanting more. Yes, and I, this I, week I wanted more. I, I I'm glad it wasn't an Elsa situation where oh, and uh, now Danny DeVito is going to guest star next week, and <sighs> we're going to get into the you know the background extras from the Disney Hercules movie or something right, like right, that. Right, we get the right. singers. Mm-hmm. The singer, the chorus. The, the I, I miss the singers. I would have loved to have. Well, I still want a musical episode. Yes, definitely. Definitely. A Rocky Horror episode? Come on. Somebody can do that. Okay, guys. Mm. It's time to rate this episode. Okay, dokie. Okay. Arbitrary <laughs> we didn't scale. We talked so long tonight. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. But it's fun, right? Right. I, we're going to rate this episode. I'm coming up, up with the arbitrary scale off the top of my head. Okay. And we'll start with Eric. Eric, out of 17 dislocated hooks, how many dislocated hooks do you give this episode? I give it a 15 dislocated hooks as I want a, just a little bit more about what Hades' motivation is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I want Emma to get ball-busting Emma back. 
Um, so 15, yeah. a good 15. solid 15. That's pretty good rating. Pretty good rating. Uh, over in the chat room, we already have some people chiming in. Amy P gives it 16 dislocated hooks. Uh, Bobby gives it seven hooks and a stump. Amory, what do you say? He didn't give it a stump. You I gave, gave it a stump. I gave it a stump for him. He, 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 he should have, should have given it a stump. Amory, what do you think? <laughs> um, I actually give it about 12 mm-hmm. and I was actually planning on giving it a stump before you gave Bobby a stump. <laughs> um, <laughs> No, I, you know, better than last week. I don't remember what I rated that. I remember being like all but negative, but I don't know. I think I've just been so on recent episodes Mm -hmm. that it's going to take a lot to win me back. Yeah. yeah. And it's going to be a slow rise. So, so they made some good headway, but there's still a ways to there go. There is some work to be done, yeah. folks. There is some work to be done. Okay, let's see. Over here in the chat room, we have, uh, let's see, Hope gives it 13.5, Stumpy Hook Hands with a Whisk. Amy P. gives it uh, 15. Or she yeah, said 15. 16, she 16 or 15. 15. Yeah, 15. Uh, Michael Lucero gives it 15 dislocated hooks. Uh, Hoops 900 gives it 14 dislocated hooks. And Angel T. says 16 dislocated hooks. I was pleasantly surprised with the backstory. Hercules and Meg kind of actually liked a little bit of hate. Mm-hmm. And uh, as for me, I think I'm going to give it 14 dislocated hooks. 14 hooks? Because uh, it it definitely, I, like you said, you know, uh, they still have some water to tread to make up for last week. I'm still a little dubious about this, the half season as a whole. But it was a pretty solid episode, too. Yeah. In, in fact, it would probably be 15 dislocated hooks if, uh, apologies if you don't watch it, but Gotham wasn't so good this week. It kind of... Oh, there was kind no of made once seem a little weaker. In also, comparison. for your information, they got renewed while we've been. Oh, Gotham yeah, did. It's renewed. Awesome. Yes. Yeah, okay. so while if you saw my face like making crazy facial expressions while you two uh-huh. were talking, Gotham was renewed. <laughs> so, excellent! Yay, Gotham! Happy news. Uh, we also do a podcast on Gotham Legends of Gotham dot com. Yeah, uh, which is excellent, by the way. So people listen to it. Oh, thank you. We converted you. somebody this week. Yeah, somebody, somebody – we talked about it on the show last week. I've, uh, a gre- in a greetings listener uh-huh. went and watched the entire series of Gotham. In a in, week. In a week and joined us in chat uh, last night. So that was a lot of fun. <laughs> okay, so Eric, thank you so much for joining us. I'm did we, did we, we get his – how many hooks did you give it? Uh, how many? Me? No, I Eric. gave it 15, 15 solid. 15, yeah, I missed we, that? Yeah, we went to him first. Ah. <sighs> But uh, we want to thank you so much for joining us. I'm glad we finally got to have you on the show, man. Yes, this was awesome. Thank you so much. It's been a real treat. Definitely. And let us know next Yay. time you're at Disney World. We'll come down. We'll we'll uh, we'll run around with you. We'll try and find uh, character Palooza again. Maybe this time we'll get there in time. Right. right. <laughs> we'll hit it next time. Absolutely. I, and I'm actually coming down there shortly, so I'll, I'll private message you guys about when I'm coming down. Okay. Excellent. Awesome. Uh, you, you know, right. you, we, we should definitely get you our digits, too. Yes. That, that would be probably helpful. I, uh, I will send them to you guys. Do, okay. you, do you want to direct people to your Twitter or anything like that? Uh, folks can find me at DarkFuryMN um, at Twitter. And I'm, I'm a reposter because I, I need to get more witty, but I repost <laughs> a lot of stuff. <laughs> You'll get nice. to see him in lots of awesome costumes from Quality his running stuff. Per- That's true. Quality curated content from Eric Hansen at Dark Fury MN. <laughs> thanks I like so, it. I th- like thanks it. so much for coming on, man. Thanks. And we'll go ahead and let you go to finish Thank up. You okay. so much. Bye. Thank you. Bye. It was great having him on. It was wasn't so it? nice. We love Eric. Yes. Eric's one of the true blue, awesome crew for I know. sure. Now 
On to the news. News. First up, the ratings. Uh, Once Upon a Time had a 1.3 week, which was even yeah. last week. It uh, was so. uh, barely even mentioned in the article of <laughs> Sunday, so that's how not interesting their yeah. ratings were. Uh, they were uh, the uh, let's see, uh, TV by the numbers, which we'll have the link in the show notes yeah. to this story and all the other stories, including from Storybrook.com. But they were nonplussed. By the ratings. Yeah. Okay, uh, next up we have a little uh, a little preview for next week. It's we called need a Devil's Do. Uh, first of all, uh, Rumpel has some sort of weird metal ball Orb. that he – Orb – He's, he's dealing Hades with... Hades and Rumpel. Hades and Rumpel. Who will win? Humpel. Uh, no. 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 <laughs> Back away from the shipping name. Back away from the shipping name. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's other stuff. There's Bloody Hook. We are uh, not drinking. <laughs> we're not. And look, uh, there's Hook being lowered into a thing full of sharks or something. <laughs> Back away from the shipping name. That's Go watch the preview say. yourself. There's yeah. also two sneak peeks out. <laughs> yeah, it's really we good. We did that no justice. We, 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 we couldn't talk about it anymore just because of the shipping name. Okay. <laughs> no shipping, no so, shipping. But, you know, <laughs> uh, not speaking of the shipping name at all, Emily DeRaven had her kid. <laughs> she had a baby. <laughs> Which is just funny. Yes, yes. she had a baby. Um, you have this. Yes, I, I, Claire Littleton from Lost has finally had that baby <laughs> after so many years after uh, landing on the island. Uh, Audrey uh, DeRaven uh, Bielich, uh born March 12, 2016. Or Vera Audrey. Vera Audrey DeRaven Bilic. Mm-hmm. Uh, quite a mouthful. Quite a it mouthful is, there. It is. You know, I appreciate the hyphen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And uh, let's see, uh, to wrap up the news, uh, we did want to point out our listener, Hope, who we mentioned a couple times throughout the show. Yes. Uh, she put up on Change.org a petition to get Once Wonderland finally released on DVD because they've never released it on DVD. So sad. I don't know if there's a legitimate way to watch it right now. I, um, like, I think It might Prime, be on Hulu. Or it's on, not on Hulu. It's I on Amazon Prime? I think it's Prime? on Prime. I'm not sure. I defer to Hope. Regardless, because I haven't wanted to watch it. It needs an official release so we can do a commentary for it, if nothing else. There you go. And, and revisit Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, which all these years on we have wasn't podcasts. all that bad. Also, it's a. It's a the, I'd have to actually rewatch it to appreciate yeah. it again. <laughs> also, Greetings from Wonderland is when we started having guests on, like Eric. That is. So, you know, if you want to go over there, we'll have the link to the change.org petition. Over at uh, greetingsfromstorybrook.com in the show notes. Okay, now next week, as you know, because we, we switch nights and everything, you don't have to run to your computer. Enough with that claptrap. You don't what? have to do that anymore. So weird. Now, it's easy breezy. Easy breezy. You just kind of – you wander down the road. You can take a stop in at Granny's, eat, eat some, uh, some, some lady fingers or some kitty fingers. And uh, then keep rolling down the road. Look at that old busted clock. Hop into pan shop, uh, buy a little puppet. Buy a, buy a memory of Rumpel's life mm-hmm. because that's all that's there. And after you've, you know, walked around for a while, kind of process the episode, run to your computer because it's, it's Tuesday night already and it's almost time for the show because we record uh, Wednesday nights, 8.30 p.m. EST yes. at live.universebox.com. And email us, greetings from storybrook at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Tweet us at gsstorybrook. The Facebook is facebook.com slash greetings from storybrook. And the voicemail number is 424 Two seven four two three five two. Again, that's four two four two seven four 
2352. And by the way, we did say last week that uh, we would uh, be able to go later because it was on Wednesday since we didn't have to go watch Gotham. And you guys responded in kind. We had a lot of voicemails. We had about 40 minutes in voicemails, guys. Yeah, we would literally have another 40 minutes of show if we played all of the voicemails. Right. So we had to cut a few, uh, sorry, a few regulars too just because. We had newbies. Yeah, we had a bunch of newbies too because uh, people had more time to respond. So a whole right. different crew. Also, for your information, Once Upon a Time in Wonderland is on Amazon but not Prime. Mm-hmm. So it's not free with your Prime. You have to buy it. But you have to buy but it. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, but we do have a lot of voicemails. And first off, starting with uh, Chloe, who mm-hmm. we've never had a voicemail from before. Take it Yay! away, Chloe. Hi, um, this is Chloe. Um, I've been listening slash watching, depending on my mood, reading some story with for a while. Awesome. And Yay! I decided to put in my feedback because I had a lot of feedback about this most recent episode. My first um, item that I thought was that at the end when um, Hades was telling Hook that he had to pick three people because they had already sent off three people, I was thinking, I was like, wait, who is it going to send off? I was like, well, Rumble, obviously, because, you know, he's been trying to do that, and then, like, Robin, and then maybe Regina. And I was thinking, I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. But I'm like, but Rumble probably has a loophole, so then would it be like Henry? I really didn't know. I think something's going to happen. I love the promo for next week, also, with Katie's and Rumble meeting mm-hmm. and um Hades being like I'm a big fan of your work that I was like cracking up <laughs> watching it um and I also um thought um that during the the part um at the uh like in the middle sort of where Snow and Hercules were like stopping the bandits I think the bandits are going to be more important I'm not sure if Little Snow is coming back for another episode but I really liked I will say those bandits, they reminded me kind of of those one-off Doctor Who characters that they always put out the promo pictures for and everything beforehand, and and, and then they they have a really strong showing in the episode. I I could see them coming back, though, especially if they kind of readdress that time period. Yeah, yeah, if they go back. I've seen her again, and I really hope she does, and I hope there's more to that story of, you know, the bandits and stuff. Um, I also really, really like um, right before, for the end where they were walking off into Olympus and I hope we get to see them in Olympus and get to see more yes. people in like people that are in Olympus. And um yeah, that's about it. Um I don't have any predictions. My only prediction is that you know, we'll come back from the dead and everything will be happy again. Yeah, that will work. Um I oh, <laughs> also Cruella and Pan are both coming back apparently, coming to them. So that'll be good. They they should team up with Zelina and take over the world. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. I can't wait to watch the show. Bye. Thank you very much, Thank Chloe. Thank you so much, Chloe. Yeah, and you know what? Neil, honestly, he could be that third candidate to come you know, back. See, that's what I was mm-hmm. trying not to get my hopes about, especially seeing as how um, – Adam tweeted a picture of like the most absolutely closed set ever mm-hmm. picked, um, like that they're recording right now, which is a, a round finale. Interesting. I'm just saying. The plot thickens. I wonder if it will thicken further with a voicemail from Monica. Take it away, Monica. Monica. Hi, Bill and Marie. It's Hello. Monica. It's my first time calling in. Yay! Oh, thank you guys so much for moving it to Wednesday because <laughs> I typically don't get to uh, watch it until Monday night at earliest. Uh, so just some notes. Um, so She's the villagers come to snow, uh, because the bandit is on the loose. People are dying and you go to a, what, 15 year old little kid to save you? Come on, people. Um, let's see, uh, 
gone up to find Hark's grave to find friends. <laughs> I just love David. He's so cute. <laughs> um, then uh, we're in the woods. Regina's um, sending Henry off with Robin. And, oh, my goodness, her, her face in Henry is just so, so touching. It's such a departure from season one. Um, and then Snow finds Hart, and really she couldn't put two and two together. He's not a Dale and she last saw him, and she can't find, figure out on her own that he didn't de- defeat, um, uh, Severus, the uh, Fluffy. Um, Fluffy, versus yes. the bandits round one. What? The ever living did Hark teacher advance public speaking? Um, and then the scene with Regina and the outlaw. Because of course she's willing to divulge her ultimate plan to the loneliest of ponds. Uh, <laughs> Haiti. Oh, no, that's a guy who can play it close to the vest. Yes. Um, thanks for uh, mentioning Ellie McBeal last time. Because it was bugging me why it looked familiar. It kept reminding me of um, Jacob from Lost. But you guys have a few seasons to go on that. Yeah. Um, no speech to snow. Oh, my goodness. That was amazing. Um, and... So finally decided to show us to snow again. Yay! Uh, and then Meg and um, Park cross over, but the clock only moves one notch. So it counts Meg, but not a demigod. Uh, and then the final scene with Hades and Hook. Why do only three tombstones appear? Are only three of them eligible? And if so, which three? I <laughs> uh, look forward to hearing you guys tonight. Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks, Monica. Interesting. Best things come in three, I think. Something like that, yeah. Okay, we have a letter from Wu. Wu! Uh, Wu says, Dear greetings from Storybrooke. I just finished watching the episode on Hulu. I'm glad that this episode did not follow the tradition the series has had since season three, where the mid-season premiere is a really good episode, and then the episode after is disappointing. Yeah, uh, they, the flip. they flipped them around, yeah. I guess. Uh, Hercules, I thought, was well done. It was great to see Bailey Madison return as Young Snow, and she has really grown as a performer, and s- she seems to be channeling uh, Jenny. Uh, good one a lot more than she did in the second season. Something I find ironically funny is that... Uh, in Misthaven, peasants seem to live in one village in the woods, or all the villages in Misthaven look the same, uh, just like Target. <laughs> uh, Sorry. <laughs> uh, one negative thing is that it seems like Adam and Eddie have every season where they have a favorite character they want to showcase for an episode, and then that character gets moved into the background after this episode. Mm-hmm. I hope this isn't the case with Snow, even though I liked her embracing who she was wa- or who she once was. I love that Henry and Cruella scene uh, only for the fact that the scene is really uh, the writer saying, we screwed up. Henry should have never broken that quill, <laughs> which is true. Uh, lastly, I really like that the performer, uh, the, the performer that plays Hades, uh, he is really making the character his own. Mm-hmm. But there are still little bits of James Wood's Wood performance in it. Mm-hmm. My favorite line, my vindictive side. Did you, uh, Did you know, know I have one? Did, did you know I had one of those? I, I give this episode 4.5 out of 5 convenient wells for Young Snow to fall into. Yeah. Uh, to get the story going. i uh, see you guys next week. Uh, thank you very much. Woo. Thank you, Woo. Woo. Okay, uh, next up we have a voicemail from Hope. Take it away, Hope. Hey, Bill and Anne-Marie. Hello. I wanted to talk to you guys about something, but right fast, I loved... Labors of Love. I thought it was a much better episode than the 100th episode. Love the new side of snow. 
Hades was much better this week. That twist at the end was crazy. I love with Meg and Hercules, they actually stayed with the myth and not the Disney ver- version, which was mm-hmm. awesome. So it was great all around. Emma is a shell of herself. What are they doing with her? Anyway, what I really wanted to talk to you about was Prince James and his appearance in Souls of the Departed. <laughs> I haven't seen a lot of people talking about this character. I know you guys didn't talk about it last week, and other side once didn't mention him really at all. Yeah, I know you wanted us to <laughs> last yes. week. So yeah, I'm I'm glad you finally chipped, chimed in. So we we can get James can get his fair. He gets fair his shake. day. So I just wanted to touch base with him for a sec. I believe he's going to play a very major, big role in at least one episode this half season. They wouldn't have teased him if he wasn't going to be an important character. James has always been one of my favorite villains. Even after getting killed so early in the show, David has been cleaning up his messes for years. Heck, like even Tiny wanted to kill David thinking that he was James. Mm, And Prince James has plenty of reasons to have unfinished business, and he has plenty of reason to hate David. James was murdered in his prime. David went on to becoming a prince. David got the girl and ended up ruling a kingdom with snow. And David pretty much got a happy ending, and James ended up dead. I've always wanted to see somehow James come back to Storybrooke. I think only Snow, Emma, and possibly Ruby, you know, because she's close friends with David and she could probably smell the difference. I think Mm. only they could tell that it wasn't David. James could cause some serious chaos with everybody else. He could be like, dwarves, go do my evil bidding, and they, like, wouldn't know the difference. And plus, Josh Dallas is just so good in the role of James. I love seeing him do that, that dichotomy between David and James. He's so good at it. I think that James will try to take David's place to leave the underworld. I think he could easily try and trick Robin, Regina, and Killian, and maybe Henry to do so. Rumple, Rumple might could see through it, but I don't know how much interaction James has had with Rumple, so I'm not sure about that. But I think he will be a player to watch in season five B, and will play an important role in the season, unless the writers the writers drop him like they usually do with plot lines anyway that's my thoughts on james i can't wait to hear what you have to say about the episode bye guys i hope in the chat room also says oh corella mentioned they watched the living uh from the underworld do they have dead people netflix or something i know i don't think they she said that they watched the living she said they knew what was going on but Mm -hmm. that was when they were talking about the quill and if the quill was a living being that is now in the underworld it could explain to people what happened i don't i'm just maybe saying. michael lucero has something maybe to say michael lucero it. does have something to say let's find out hey bill and Anne marie it's michael Howdy. Uh, sorry i haven't been able to send in voicemails as much lately my school and work schedule pretty much prevents me from watching the episodes when they're on but you know you can hear him every two weeks on we're so lost at we're so lost.com we so he's a regular contributor uh, both this show and Gotham. So uh, I haven't been able to do that as much lately. Uh, I did like this episode a lot better than last week. I liked the meeting of the two Henrys last week, so that was really cool. Um, and the whole uh, Hades uh, realm, or I guess I should call it the underworld, even though it's called Hades uh, in Greek mythology, Hades, uh, but looking like Storybrooke and the whole connect- possible connections between the Dark Curse, that was really interesting. I could have gone without the um, uh, the whole precursor era flashback. I think they're just trying to uh, fill. It, it just feels like filler material. They have a flashback that they need to fill, and so I'm like, oh, we'll just stick something in here and uh, throw in an answer to an old question that I didn't think was all that pressing. 
but it was interesting. People liked it. But I definitely liked this episode better. Uh, the Hercules stuff was really interesting, uh, even though it doesn't c- connect that much to Greek mythology other than the labors. But that's fine. Uh, that's what once does. Um, I'd like it a little bit more if it wasn't so on the nose with all the Disney stuff. But that's fine, too. That's that's what they do. It's uh, pretty much what the show is at this point. Um I was a little disappointed that they called, well, that they used the uh, incorrect pronunciation of, uh, I guess I should call him Fluffy, uh, (laughs) because I really don't like the name Cerberus, because it's such a bad pronunciation of the Greek name, which is Cerberus, and I was really hoping they would use the correct pronunciation, because how hilarious is it that a terrifying three-head dog who guards hell uh, has the name of Care Bear Us? (laughs) But uh, I was really hoping they would use that, but they didn't. Another thing that really stuck out to me was the name on that gravestone when uh, Snow and Charming are in that graveyard towards the beginning of the episode. Uh, it was Beryl Dendrus, and that kind of grabs my eye because it's a very unusual name. Uh, Beryl, of course, is a precious stone, but uh, the way they spelled it with two R's made me think of berries. Uh, even more so with that last name Dendrus, which of course is the Greek uh, word for tree. So it kind of sounds like berry tree. Um, so I did some Googling to see if there's some kind of connection to Greek mythology. And I couldn't really find anything concrete, uh, but there's a couple possibilities. Uh, the first one is dryads, uh, the Greek tree spirits, which I think are a lot of fun. Um, I really enjoyed the dryads in the Chronicles of Narnia, so it would be really neat if they did something like that here and once. Uh, a more likely connection, though, is uh, Persephone, uh, who is Hades' wife, actually. And um, she is kind of prevented from leaving the underworld because she ate, uh, I think, just one seed of a pomegranate. I can't... It's been a while. I need to go back and reread the story, but I think it's just like one seed of the pomegranate she ate. It is. And that was enough to keep her there. Uh, one pomegranate seed equals life, one month. Which is interesting because just as a little aside, that is a pretty common motif in uh, folklore of uh, the Western, uh, the West, um, Europe and all that stuff, <laughs> is that if you get kidnapped by the elves or any uh, or the fairies and stuff like that, who uh, in a lot of um, folklores uh, make their home underground or under hills or things like that, uh, they'll feed you and, and, uh, and give you banquets and wine and all this stuff. And if you eat or drink even a morsel or a drop of their food, you are condemned to stay uh, in their realm uh, forever and you can't leave. So that uh, Greek myth I thought was all, always, I always thought that was really interesting. And uh, the pomegranate is a berry and it does grow on a tree. So I don't know, berry tree, barrel, dendris, that could be a connection. I, it's not anything really solid, but it's just something possible to throw out there as a theory. Uh, anyways, I definitely found myself engaging with this episode more than I have in uh, Once Upon a Time stories in a long time. So who knows? Maybe this will be an interesting story arc. Oh, and I forgot to mention The Return of Pan. I love Pan. He's the best, creepiest villain that this show has ever had, uh, I think, bar none. So I'm definitely hoping he will repur- return more. Uh, so, yeah really liked this episode a lot, uh, more than a long time, and I uh, can't wait to hear what you all think on the podcast. All right. Take care. Bye. Thank you very much, Michael. Thank you, Michael. You know what? I've been go- walking around in life thinking that my glasses got bent and were lopsided. I think it's just my head because these are brand new glasses. 
They look very lopsided to me. Wow. I, I wonder if Tim has anything to say about it. Take it away, Probably Tim. Probably not. Hey, Bill. Hi, Anne-Marie. Hi, Tim. Timothy, uh, the unseen viewer calling about Once Upon a Time's Labor of Love. Once so, Upon a Time. Firstly, because I grew up in the 90s, I could not help thinking of all of the Disney songs from the Disney movie of Hercules. Um, <laughs> I really enjoyed, uh, you know, Young Snow and Hercules. I always like Bailey Madison, the actor for Young Snow. I think she does a fantastic job at... Uh, mimicking uh jennifer goodwin um and so uh i really enjoyed the flashbacks in today's episode what i may not have liked so much in today's episode was the actual main plot i don't know i just felt it lacked a little something that was a bit boring to me um also this episode had cerberus and cruella and it was the 101st episode. Make of that what you will. Um, speaking of nice. Cruella de Vil, I really enjoyed her scene with Henry. Uh, and I think that Henry should embrace his author powers. But please don't embrace the dark side, Henry. That never goes well. Um, uh, finally, we didn't see Rumpelstiltskin in this episode. So I have a headcanon that Rumpelstiltskin was playing chess with the Seer Girl out episode, because why not? Um, <laughs> I think that chess with profits would be an interesting thing to see. Um, let's see. Uh, I liked the confrontation between Hades and Hercules. I liked Hercules meaning Megara and uh, them going to the realm of the Busters whatever place you want to call that place. And uh, so I won't be there for tonight's episode, but you guys have a great time. This is Tim, Unseen Viewer. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you very much, Tim. And we're going to wrap it up with a correction and then an actual feedback from Don O'War. Take it away, Don. Hi, Bill and Anne-Marie. This is Donna War. How are you? Um, I thought that you saved my voicemail for last because I had made such great thought-provoking and interesting <laughs> points, but it turns out that it was cut off and I just talked to myself for a minute or two. Yeah, we played it even though it was cut off. Absolutely, because that's what um, we do. I guess by the time you get this, it won't matter anymore. This is the story of my life, isn't it? But I'm glad to know that you're uh, extending the time for me to get my feedback in. So maybe if I can actually manage to leave a full voice message for you, I, I can make the show and say something important on time. This is my goal. Um, all right, so uh, I don't even know. Cause, uh, this goes on the next show, right? I don't know. Do we still have to run to get our feedback in for yes. Gotham? Yes, maybe you I should call For Gotham, yeah. Again on that show. <laughs> We love, love you, you Donna. You don't have to play my voicemails when they're when it's like that. We no, do it always, anyway. every time. <laughs> I'll see you for the next show. Bye. Hi, Bill and Anne Marie. This is Donna War. I just finished watching this episode of once. Wow! 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 That was bad. I thought that was terrible. I hope um, that you guys thought it was terrible too, because I'm going to complain a little bit here. We thought last um, week was kind of terrible. I, I can't even complain in any detail because there's too much to complain about. <laughs> it's really dumb. I, I feel like this whole uh, Hades thing is like um, like the bad 
spinoff of once, like if like the even worse spinoff of once. <laughs> so here they are in the underworld, and it makes zero sense. Like, and you can pick apart all this. I, I hear like other podcasts are actually trying to make sense of it. There's no sense to be made of it. It makes zero sense. All you can do is watch like in the moment, whatever they tell you in the exposition. Just go with it because you can't reconcile any of this to make any sense. I, I. I Herc, oh, I, just don't even get me started. So much of it. Why would, did he teach snow archery? That's just the beginning. I don't, I don't know what to do with this episode. You guys loved it, right? You guys loved it. And I'm a jerk, right? <laughs> right well, anyway, I think I rage quit the show like a year ago, and I'm still watching it. I think that's what happened. I'm going to keep watching it. But, boy, it's like they cast these characters. Like, young Snow, isn't she fantastic? She's so perfect. She's better at being Snow White than than. She's better at being the actress that plays Snow White in the beginning than the actress who plays her now is. But other than that, everything was awful. <laughs> it's just awful and stupid. I'm going to watch next week and I'll call it. Right? I'll see you later. Bye. Thank you very much, Don. We we always love hearing from you for sure. Yeah, and, and sorry if we uh, dropped off from the chat there for a minute, guys. Uh, well, but... you did. I didn't. Oh, okay. Very, very <laughs> just good. you. Very good. It was just me then. Yep. Okay, so uh, we're, we're going to wrap it up, but, you know, next week... Next week? You don't have to run. Nope. You can possibly skip or do a little shimmy. Yeah. Uh, or you could die and uh, go to the no. underworld. And then email us, greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com, Twitter at gfstorybrook. The Facebook is facebook.com slash greetingsfromstorybrook. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424 Two three five two, and you know what I'm gonna say? Since we got such a glut of voicemails this week, maybe if you're thinking about sending a voicemail next week, send a letter, and then that way we can publish it to the blog if yes. we don't have time for it in the show. Yes, or you know, if you're sending a voicemail, try to stick to I don't know a minute or two, minute ish, minute, minute two, and a half ish, yeah, something. I mean, we could have fit in this space. We we could have fit like sixty Six. voicemails. <laughs> um, side note: I'm doing um, a little bit of research about the whole Megara Persephone situation that has been discussed. Uh huh. Um, and let's see. It was like since Hades is in love with Megara, is Megara almost like Persephone? Since Hades was in love with her too from the Disney movie. And the best dancer was in actual mythology. Megara is one of the Furies. Dog-headed woman who sprang from the blood of the slain father. Hmm. So, I don't know, something with the dog and Fluffy and hmm. all of that. It all ties back to it. All ties, I, I don't know. This, the, they're making that like loose connection there. So, there you go. Excellent. Merry and, Christmas. Uh, Hoops900 says, my unfinished business would be to send a letter to you guys. <laughs> awesome, Hoops. Voice to text. Voice to text. Okay, Amory, where can people find you online? Oh, you can find me on Twitter at AMD Simone, but I'm going to go to sleep now. That's fair, because, uh, yeah, this episode has gone uh, an hour and a half, yeah. so super long. As for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. You can follow all of the podcasts we do at universebox.com. Yes. And uh, you know what? You can follow me down the street and really creep me out when I look back and see you. But I'll be able to see you even if it's dark because I have my blinking LED glasses. That you're trying to give people seizures so. Until next time. Greetings from Storybrooke.
Gus Gus back. We do. That's my unfinished business. It's all over our unfinished business. 